Amen, beloved people. We have seen the Garden of Travail. We have seen how difficult the cost of Christian salvation was, beloved people. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And he knew very well that it was not possible. So the weight, the weight of delivering man, the gravity, the gravity of delivering man, of removing the church from sin was unbearable. He knew very well that if he accepted to drink of that cup, he knew that partaking of that cup would mean that he would have to go all the way down to hell. He would have to enter hell. And I remember when one time the Lord came to show me how the Messiah was crucified. And it's something that made me weep and weep for many months. I again became dysfunctional. I could not function because I could not understand. I said, how could he go through all this? How could he go through? How could the Father allow him to go through this? And what is even more shocking is that the Messiah chose the Garden of Gethsemane. He chose the Garden of Gethsemane because he wanted to be found. When I read that, it breaks my heart. I weep so much. He wanted them to find him and go and abuse him and murder him. So you can imagine the time they had found him, how they were walking away with him. You can imagine that moment. It, it is an imaginable moment. So it breaks me down many times how he could submit to them. You can imagine those those wicked, you know, evil men that he could have simply stretched his hand and crushed all of them. They were now taking him, walking with him. You can imagine how even the father, if he had not hidden his eyes away from him, his face away from him, he could have crushed the entire earth. So it really breaks my heart so much to know that the Messiah, even knowing how heavy this cup was, he still went to a place where he wanted to be found. He wanted them to find him. He did not want them to look for him. And in the book of Luke, knowing he would go to hell, he would have to go down all the way to hell. In the book of Luke chapter 22 verse 44, he says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So you can imagine the weight of salvation when at the point when he wanted to give up, to give it up all. Then now there you go. He's going through 
so much pain, so much suffering, so much pain. His sweat is like blood, beloved people. His sweat was like blood. The book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. And yet he knew that the plan was him. He was the plan. There was no other way. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. For he chose us to him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So, before the creation, before creation, he was already chosen. Before the creation of the world, before creation, before there was a fall, already God knew that man would come, man would fall, and he was the one chosen. For he chose us to him before creation, the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. He knew before the creation of the earth that mankind would do what they are going to do. And then he would have to be used to create, to lay the foundation of the earth. And yet, even knowing before the creation of the world, he trembled, he panicked. For the first time, the prince of peace had no peace. He was in travail and in trouble. He sweating, fear, and so forth. The black men, the abuse. He knew they would come and go and abuse him. And humiliate him in public. Take away his clothes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. I cannot describe some of the things I saw. It's unbelievable. When the Lord showed me the crucifixion of the Messiah. That is a death cup. And it says, uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 8. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, and all whose names have not been written in the Lamb of the Book, in the Book of Life, in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. He was already told before the world was created that he would do this. And his life was already used to lay the foundation of creation, of the universe, of the world. But when the day came, the D-Day came, he wanted to run away. How heavy then was this cup? How heavy, how heavy was the cup the Messiah was to drink? And is this the same cup the church drink at all? The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 17, beloved people, Matthew chapter 17. He knew it was him. And yet he wanted to run away. Owing to the dread, the fear of what was in that car. Matthew 17, 22 onwards, 22 to 20. Let's read Matthew 17, 22, 23. And he says, When they came together in the Galilee, in Galilee, he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of man. Can you imagine that walk when they had now said, we have arrested you. They are now walking with him towards the place to go and kill him. Can you imagine that walk? It's unbelievable. You don't want to think about it because God could crush the earth. Huh? 
He says, when they came together in the Galilee, he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. Can you imagine? He already knew earlier that it is him. But there was nothing he could do to change it. Nothing he could do to change it. There was nothing he could do to change it. The book of Luke 16, verse 17. He already knew it is him. And he cannot change it. And he talked about it. But when the D-Day came, the wrath and the dread that was in the camp, he wanted to give up. He wanted to run away. Luke 21 we begin with Luke 16, verse 17. And he says, It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law, out of this word, out of the Holy Bible. He knew that. He knew it was written. It's established. It has to happen. The same Luke 21, 33. Luke 21, 33 says, He says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never, ever pass away. He spoke about it. He spoke about how they would come for him. He spoke about the fact that it was impossible. He had to do it. And it would be painful. John chapter 12, verse 27 to 28, he says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say then? In other words, shall I say that Father saved me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Then he finished by saying, Father, glorify your name. In other words, he said, he would not even ask the Father to deliver him. So the prayer, let this cup pass from me, if it's possible. He knew very well that the word will not change. And he knew very, very well that he would never pray for himself to be delivered by the Father. That Father saved me from this hour? He said, no. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. So the Messiah presented himself. He came in such a way, in such a place, he wanted them to find him. He wanted them to come and find him. All that shocks me. He wanted the bad guys to find him. Mark chapter 10 verse 32 beloved people 32, 33 Mark chapter 10 he says they were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way and the disciples were astonished the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid again he took the disciples, the twelve aside, 
and told them what was going to happen to him. He already knew what was going to happen to him, but he wanted to give up. We are going to, we are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priest and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him. To be precise, they spat on his face. And spit on him, flog him, and kill him. Three days later, he will write. He knew that, beloved people. He knew that the articles of the grace were in all trouble, immutable, and they were prophesied, and they had been fixed in place by the decree of the authority of the Father. Nothing would change them from before creation in Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, beloved people. Mark, while we are at Mark, Mark 13, 31. Mark 13, 31, beloved people. And he says, Heaven... knew so well that he would have to partake of this cup. But because of the dread, owing to the gravity, the fear therein, thereat, the fear therein in that cup, he feared. He did not want to take it. He suffered. The salvation that you see the Christians are messing around with, abortion in the church, the pastors are facilitating sin, pastors are laughing at girls, pastors are putting girls in their cars, Pastors are talking money, money all the time, not helping people to achieve the original objective as why Jesus came. That many people may enter eternity, may be holy. This nudity of women in the church trying to find a husband, a man, laughing at women, men in the church, dressing what in the church, women competing in the church for who is the pastor, who is the, which man is single in the church going to be looking at girls in the church. But the cost of salvation, this salvation that you see has been turned into modernism. It has been turned into the world now. This salvation has such an opportunity cost beloved people. And then he said, he said in the book of Matthew 20 as we read, Matthew chapter 20, beloved people, he said very clearly in Matthew chapter 20, and he said, 23 pounds. He said, Jesus said unto them, Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup. And then, of course, the other version says, And be baptized with my baptism of blood. What was the cup that the Lord was instructing the church to drink from? What was the cup? I want you to understand, beloved people, that there is a cup the Lord instructed the church to drink from. And it's a different cup he presented at the garden. When he drank from the cup of the wrath of God, no other human again can ever drink from it. And so it unleashed, it gave us a cup. He gave forth a cup unto the church. That is how caring he was. Second Corinthians, beloved people, 
the cup that is instructing the church to drink from. Second Corinthians, precious people, chapter 4. Second Corinthians, chapter 4. The cup that is asking us to drink from and to make sure, even as we drink from this cup, we never adulterate the Christianity by drinking from the other cup prepared by the women of Jerusalem. Near Golgotha, the place of the skulls. Second Corinthians, beloved, chapter 4, if you turn with me there. Verses 10 to 12, this is what he says. He says, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So that death is at work in us, but life at work in you. There is a cup. The cup of the wrath of God that the Messiah took. Only he could take that cup and carry the sins of all men. The church cannot. You cannot take a cup. Otherwise you deliver yourself then. But this cup that he's asking us to take is a cup that by faith now realizes the death of Christ. Christ the Lamb of God by faith now, his death becomes realized in the life of the believer, of the Christian. That now you may live all the time the death that Christ went through. In other words, in this cup also there is loneliness. There is suffering, but to our level, not the level of the Messiah. First Peter chapter 4, to our level, not the level of the Messiah, beloved people. How? Who could carry that? Only the Messiah could carry that. First Peter, chapter 4, verses 13 to 14, beloved people. First Peter 4, turn with me there. First Peter, this is second Peter, I need to get first Peter. First Peter, chapter 4, 13, he says, to 14, he says this. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the suffering of the Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed, the day of revelation of Christ, when he comes. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rest on you. If you suffer, it should not be other. We let's leave that alone. Beloved people, pay attention to the following. He says, so that the spirit of glory and of God may now rest on you. This is amazing. And you too, indeed, shall drink of my cup. He told the church. 
But now we are seeing that there is a suffering here that the church, by partaking of this cup, the symbolism of the cup he partook as he went to the court, as he crucified the flesh, the partaking of the one he gave the church, the one he gave the church, he says that you too may suffer, be rejected by the world, go through the loneliness, go through intimidation, whatever it is the world does. However, this time around, it's different, beloved people. Why is it different? Because as you, the church, you are being called upon to suffer, to go through the pain, to drink the cup, to drink from the cup that he has offered the church. You are drinking at a time when God's love is focused on you. The Messiah was drinking the cup of the wrath of God when God's love was taken away from him. It's totally different. You are drinking this cup of suffering, rejection, the cup of loneliness. Oh, my friends don't like me. They don't call me anymore. They don't visit me. I'm mostly alone. I fast alone. People talk about me. I look strange. You are being told to partake of that cup at the point when God's love has been unleashed on you. Number two, God's grace is poured on you. Hey, the Messiah did it when God's law, the wrath of the law was on him. There was no grace on him. God's hatred to sin was on him. Number three, you are being told to partake of this cup. All the clients don't come anymore. Ever since I changed my dressing and I told them I'm born again, all the clients, me as a lawyer, they used to come. Now I realize some of them used to laugh at me. That's the reason they came. They don't come anymore. Ever since I told them, you know what? Me, I'm born again. You are being told to suffer with Christ at a time when the glory, the spirit of glory and the spirit of God is upon you. Jesus, when he was drinking and partaking of the cup of the wrath of God, he was alone, 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 totally alone, came heaven close and he cried, Father, Father, why have you shut the door on me? Abandon me today. For you, he's telling you to drink this cup at the time when God's face, the face of God, shines on you. He's focused on you with his face. At that time, the Messiah, the face of God, turned away. He hid his face from the Messiah. Why is the church saying she cannot? When it's easier and lighter and better, these are better terms. The church is being told to partake of the cup, the cup of the cross, the cup of bitterness, loneliness, rejection, separation in this, from this world, from the moral decay of the world, at a time when God's presence safeguards the Christians right now. The Holy Spirit is here. He's helping and safeguarding you as you do that. The Messiah was alone. I saw when the Holy Spirit came down into hell to pick him, when the Lord showed me the crucifixion of the Messiah, 
I saw when the leopard passed near him. I thought he was going to attack him, the enemy. On the cross, down there. And there are many aspects of the cross you do not know that the Lord showed me. Or the weight of the cross. And then when the leopard passed, I thought he was going to attack him. Then the glory came, pure like lightning down, when the Spirit of the Lord came and took him away, pure like this with so much light. Only down there he went and took him. Only down there. But for you, you are being told to live your life on the earth and partake of the cup of, of the salvation of the cross while God's presence, the Holy Spirit, is right here to present the safeguards, to safeguard you. Until he said, God can never give you more than you can take. He's telling you to partake of the cup of the cross at a time when the blessed assurance of blessed eternity is right on you here. At a time when Christ the King is already crucified, such that when we crucify the flesh on the cross, we simply crucify under his authority. We crucify under as his subjects, beloved people. The Lord is asking the church to mourn and mourn and mourn very severely and weep and mourn more at the sins that crucified the King of Glory. Look at how he mourned. The Lord is telling us there are two wills. There is the will of the flesh, the natural will, and the will of the spirit, the will of God. And he's saying that the will of the flesh is always to be reluctant to sorrow, reluctant to suffer any pain, reluctant to die. But the will of God has presented safeguards that we can now sorrow, we can now suffer, we can now die to flesh and join Christ in glory, beloved people. How awesome, how powerful. And he told the two of them, he told the three, Peter, John, and James. But the mother made a plea for the two, John and James. He told them, well, okay, you shall drink of my cup. Second Timothy, beloved people, chapter 2, 11, 12. Second Timothy, chapter 2, 11 and 12. And he says, here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. Hey. Chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, brother, verses 1 to 2. 
The book of Acts chapter 12, how James was murdered. He says, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. James had to die. Stephen had to be stoned. Tell me, the Messiah wanted to run away from offering himself. And you see how James, how Peter, uh, I mean, how, how Stephen they offered Peter saying, to die is to go be with Christ, with joy. This was different, beloved people, from the one of the Messiah. This one here was a blessed assurance. The grace was here. God's face is on them. God's love is on them. God's protection is on them. The Lord makes them matter and blesses them and raises them. Exaltation. Yes, God them for that act. This was not carrying the sins of the earth. And James drank the cup. John stood by the cross, persecuted, separated in an island. They stood by the cross, beloved people. And the Lord is saying that the cup he has given the church, all oh, my friends have rejected me. Oh, I don't seem to get a job because of the way I dress. He says, lighter, beloved people. Much lighter. And the Messiah, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, agonizing, enduring grief. choose to stand with the cross, beloved people. 
May you live the suffering of the master on a daily basis. The persecution. The way he was banished away. The way his friends fell off. <laughs> May you keep partaking of the cup he has given the church. It's a lighter cup. It's much lighter. Let us partake of that cup. And ye shall drink indeed of my cup and then be washed, baptized by my blood. May the Lord bless you. Those who want to receive the Lord, repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I repent on this day and turn away from sin and receive you, receive you with all my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to help me establish holiness in me, crucify the flesh. May I live the life of the cross on a daily basis and get to see a spiritual church release the mask out in me and get to see eternity with God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you, Shalom.